Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You are listening to The Pro Wrestling Show in association, as always, with TalkSport. This week, we need to talk about Heyman and Bischoff. Also, Kevin Owens, he goes rogue, he drops a pipe bomb and no one knows what's going on. But I think it was planned. We also need to talk about NXT UK, the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1, which I have been loving and I know Will has been loving. And also a free match that you just need to watch on the internet this week. You are listening to The Pro Wrestling Show in association with TalkSport. Hello. It's been a while since I've done that, Will. Hello. I think I did all right there. I think I was okay. It was pretty good. I, I did like the hello particularly. Yeah. That was I, that was the absolute highlight. You know me. when you get a little bit embarrassed? That's kind of what I did there. Yeah. Good. How are you, Will? At least you... Yeah, I'm really glad you stopped me there. I was going to say something really horrible about somebody else. Wow. Um Yeah, I'm I'm well, mate. How are you? Yes, I'm good. I'm, I've done something today, which I just need to talk about briefly, as I went to the gym knowing that I then had plans after the gym. And everyone who's been to the gym with those intentions will have done this at one point. I completely forgot to put half of my clothes in my bag to wear after the gym. So luckily, I remembered the boxes and the socks. But other than that, I've had to wear like half gym gear for the whole afternoon. And then I went to oh, a shop. Well, I went to a shop because I thought I'd buy some clothes and then I got into an argument with the guy behind the till because he didn't give me the discount I thought he should have done because it was all sales stuff because obviously I was just buying cheap stuff to wear today. And then I got so annoyed about it when he finally gave me the discount, I just stuffed the clothes in my bag and then went to the meeting I had and forgot that I was meant to have put them on and then it was too late. So I'm st- <laughs> basically what so- I'm trying to say is I'm still wearing my sweaty gym gear. As I say, so you just wore gym gear to a meeting today. That's yeah. That was your day. That was pretty much all I did today. Yeah, it's good. You're an honest to God disgrace. Where do we start this week? Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, does anyone know what I've been doing my day? Uh, literally, it's not very exciting. I've sat around in my pants and watched England win the uh, the semi-final of the, uh, of the Cricket World Cup. I mean, that's kind of what my meeting was. <laughs> I kind of had a meeting and watched the cricket because no one really wanted to have a meeting. Perfect. One of them That's was exactly Australian. One of them was Australian, though, so that was quite nice. A doubly perfect. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think we should. So we've got. Uh, you didn't mention our exclusive interview from Download Festival with Alexander Wolf. We'll put the Imperium stuff out across the course of this week, because, okay, a couple of next couple of weeks, because basically, um, if you've caught up with the NXT UK product, you'll have seen their brilliant currently developing angle with Mustache Mountain. Um, uh, you will have seen the the moment this week where they 
stopped uh, Trent and Tyler potentially winning the uh, the tag championships, uh, the uh, causing a DQ, and then they handcuffed Trent Seven to the ring post while um, Volta gave Tyler multiple power bombs to first of all the hardest part of the ring and then also to the post as well while making uh, Trent Seven watch on. The acting perspective from Trent Seven was absolutely unbelievable. He was fantastic in that moment. Um, and so because we interviewed them after they'd already done that angle at download, we didn't want to kind of put it out before that because obviously we asked them about it. So we'll have Alexander Wolf for you today and then some other bits and pieces coming up for you over the coming weeks with Volta, with uh, uh, with the guys who were European Union as well. Um, the Alexander Wolf interview, considering what's now happening with WWE and the the creative direction it looks like they're heading in is doubly interesting because he, you know, shoots on Sanity's time on SmackDown and how unhappy he was with it and why he's so happy to be back with NXT. So I thought it was a really, really fascinating interview and I'm excited to bring it to the people. And I think that means we should start with uh, WWE Creative. That sounds good to me. The big news, and I know that we've been a little uh, what, busy Let's say busy since this was announced. It's uh, a oh, nice way of saying lax. Well, it's the summer, isn't it? There's sport on the telly and there's beer in the fridge. Um, obviously, is yeah, is the changes they've made to SmackDown and Raw with Paul Heyman and Mr. Eric Bischoff, which I think Paul Heyman is not a surprise because he's obviously been involved with WWE uh, for a while now in this in this sort of stint. But Eric Bischoff uh, was uh, a surprise, I guess. I know he's, he did podcasts a while ago saying that he didn't expect to be involved with WWE again. And here we are. He's tweeted a couple of hours ago, adding his location to Stanford, saying, let's get this started. Yeah, and, and look, we are at a point now, and we'll break down some of the individual parts of this, but the, the last two weeks on um, uh, on WWE TV, we have started to see a move towards a different style of creative. Both have kind of move away from the PG era, which apparently, according to Meltzer, is an active thing, knowing that AEW is coming in at TV 14. We've seen people swearing on TV. We saw Kofi giving the middle finger. We saw uh, some pretty hardcore angles, particularly, I'm thinking, from two weeks ago, the Bobby Lashley um, stuff with... Uh, with the monster among men uh yeah and so amongst the monster amongst wires and pyro yeah quite um and you know things like the the street profits turning up and and like lots of i think the big thing for me though has been the push of talent that we are desperate to see pushed now we're going to talk about kevin owens pipe bomb this week in a moment but what we've also had on tv in recent weeks we've had women's wrestling where it's been actual women's wrestling not anything nonsense no six women tags none of that uh we had that stop the clock rubbish but you know <laughs> that's building towards an angle but otherwise which an angle which is think is working quite well for me we've had uh a new japan uh mark fest as we saw Shinsuke and Finn go at it for the first time on SmackDown and Shinsuke come out with real brutality, hard heel, you know, looking like he's going to get a push. It, it looks like, you know, there's, even though we've talked about this before, how there are certain people, when you look at the roster of current champions, it looks great, but it feels like while a work in process, they're wrapping up some of the crapper angles that existed over recent months and started to move things on. And, and whilst they've not been the most shining eight or so hours of TV over the last couple of weeks, 
there's been enough positivity that I'm kind of feeling better about the WWE product right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I read an article earlier as I was sifting through the sort of, you know, the uh, the rumour pages, as I think every mark does, and they were saying that, you know, SummerSlam's a bit up in the air at the moment because of these changes, and, you know, and Bischoff and Heyman coming in means that what they had planned for SummerSlam likely won't happen now, but that's surely a good thing. And I think this is, I mean, it's a huge kind of admittance of... Is it admittance of word? Yeah, admittance of um, needing help by Vince McMahon in a way. Or not needing help, but relinquishing a tiny bit of control. Which, I mean, I think a lot of people wanted him to relinquish a lot of control a long time ago. But at least this is a step in the right direction, I would say. Um, also, a New Japan Mark Fest is obviously looking like that Gallows and Anderson have signed a new massive lucrative contract. And they've put them with AJ Styles, which is what everyone wants to see. And it's to me, it seems like... All those things where, I don't know whether Vince has been quite stubborn in this and gone, well, hey, this is what you want, well, that's not what's going to happen because I'm going to give you what I think you want. And actually, it's like they have just gone, right, Finn Balor, Shinsuke Nakamura, go. The the club, they want them? Cool, go. Ricochet, everyone loves Ricochet. Right, we're pushing him. And I think it's I think it's a really good thing. And um, as you say, yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit of tying up some loose ends, but hopefully they'll be tied up pretty quickly. Interesting you mentioned SummerSlam. Have you seen this meme currently going around the internet um, on uh, on yes, uh, Twitter yes, where your 2020 campaign slogan is your last name plus 2020 plus the last text you sent? So to give you an example, my uh, my, twi- my campaign slogan would be um, uh, let's open up the pro wrestling show group. Uh, it would be Gavin 2020. OK, give me five. Need a shit. Um, mine uh, would mine actually be Jackson 2020. I'm sat in my gym clothes, which actually ties nicely back to the whole intro of this podcast. Uh, perfect. Yeah. But Sammy Zane tweeted and then deleted Zane 2020. Just wondering if the idea of me versus Finn at SummerSlam got kicked around. Ooh, I like that. Let's have it happen. And I think we, we've seen with the club who have, you know, they were offered half a million dollars each a year for five years. So two and a half million dollars for the next five years each, which is, you know, that's good money for guys that, let's face it, have hardly had a big role to play. And they've now allegedly signed new contracts, which are going to be more money than that. And it shows you how desperate the company are to not let anyone leave. So you're going to see more of this, surely. You're going to see the wrestlers having these snarky jibes, knowing that they're quite safe in what they're doing. Unless they, you know, really go in on the boss, I'm fairly sure they're not going to get fired. So maybe that's why people are starting to say what they think. And and look, the the thing is with those two in particular, with Gallows and Anderson, is they have come out and said the reason that we signed these contracts was because we were promised a push and a push with AJ. So this look, doesn't look like it's going to be something that is just over the next, you know, few weeks they go to extreme rules and then it goes away again. Let's not forget they've done the club in WWE already and it just never really went anywhere because they wanted to push Styles in the singles arena. You know, he very quickly after the John Cena went over the Rumble moved into the title picture. No real surprise at all. Um, uh, so this actually looks like They've not got anything necessarily for AJ to do till they put him back in the world title picture. So let's put him in the mid-card title picture as a heel. Fantastic. Let's give Gallows and Anderson something to do. Fantastic. Let's make our, you know, exciting NXT tag teams like the Viking Raiders look massive again. Great. Just a, there was just a lot to like over the last two weeks, even if it wasn't all perfect. Um, you know, there's stuff that I'm not so keen on, like the Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins oh, stuff. My, that, that, I'm already sick of that. 
I'm so yeah, sick and, and, of that. and look, like I said, it's a work in progress, but it feels like a work going in the right direction. Also, the Mike and Maria Canellis mm. uh, pregnancy business, drop it immediately. I mean, is it, get are, out. are they even people you'd want to keep? They, they see that, what attractions do they have? They must sell no merchandise. They never wrestle. She's now pregnant, so she can't wrestle. Like, so what, what, just why? Why are they involved? Apparently, with, uh, Ryan Sassin was saying, apparently with them re-signing, there was a rumour that they were there was going to be, or something that he'd heard from someone backstage at least, that there had been pitched the idea of like a cuckold uh, storyline where essentially she's going to completely emasculate Mike Kanellis and then he's going to, I don't know, lose his mind or something. I don't really know, but it just, it sounds like a horrible throwback. As much as we all like to think back to the Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era and it's like pre-PG stuff where we all thought it was brilliant, we have to remember that some of it was crap. And this does feel like a throwback to some of the awful stuff. So just drop that immediately. But otherwise, I'm mainly positive. Do we want to do a little kind of preview looking forward to, it's Extreme Rules this weekend, this Sunday night. Um, normally we do a, a, a big old preview going through it match by match. But I think you look at this card and it immediately screams to me, this is a, a point, a, a turning point, a point mm. of development. There are some matches on there which are there to kind of almost get out of the way. But oh, I, I think I'm mostly thinking about that as Rollins, Lynch, Corbin and Evans. But otherwise, oh, maybe the Shane McMahon stuff. But otherwise, I, th- I think it looks like a pretty decent event. Yeah, it's not bad at all. I, th- th- I've, I was looking at it just before we started recording, and I'm like, I'd watch that. And I'm like, I've got to be up early on Monday. No, I'm still going to watch it. Oh, by the way, Sunday, what an amazing day of sport that's going to be, including Extreme Rules. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know what state either of us will be in by Extreme Rules, but it's going to be good. Sure. Um, also, by the way, well, just before we totally breeze past it, Heavy Machinery, I quite like that they've been pushed because they are funny guys, and I like a bit of humour. Like, when you've got so much there that's trying to be funny and it's not funny, I quite like like a tag team that's quite clearly over that, that you know, are fun to watch and don't feel like they're trying to be funny. I know that, you know, it's all kind of quite slapstick with uh, with your man doing the... What's it? It's not called The Worm, is it? Is it called, what's it called? I think they've pushed heavy machinery really nicely, like his caterpillar, That's as the they're calling it. Um, like, yes, there's an element of comedy to them, but actually, again, their booking over the last three weeks shows that comedy done well isn't a problem. Right. You can ingratiate comedy wrestling in a relatively serious product, and it still works. Yeah. Have you seen the um, the, the other fake poster for SummerSlam? This is what I thought you were going to say, where it's got the club with Finn Balor against uh, Undisputed Era. Yeah, I mean that's not happening. No, it's God not. But was. imagine it. What well, imagine? But but also, why not bring Shinsuke Nakamura into that? Maybe maybe that that's that. What I would do if I was fancy booking like like you would is I would have Shinsuke Nakamura in the middle of this where the club are like come back, you know, join up with your old buddies, and then also he he's got undisputed era who are like trying to get him, and there's like a you know winner take Shinsuke. Does that work for you? Winner takes Shinsuke is fantastic. I'm all for it. Good. It um, right. Let's take a look. Let's take a look at the Extreme Rules uh, card. A uh, little preview yeah. of it. Uh, basically, I'm looking at it and I'm wondering, you know, where are the title changes going to come? Like, I don't think Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch in the mixed tag with Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans with both titles on the line. You know, there's no way that. Corbin and Evans are coming away from this event surely with those titles no and as you say I hope this, this te- ends that because I just don't care 
Yeah, absolutely. I don't have any problem with those two being in a relationship, but like Andrade and Charlotte in a relationship, and that's not being rammed down our throats absolutely constantly. They had the one match against Seth, and like he was kind of one of those let's set it up on uh, social media jobs. Yeah, but otherwise, I mean, they're know, probably there are lots of people in relationships. Line. Yeah, maybe. Selena so Vega and Alistair Black is another one. We're not having that ram down our throats. Well, I think like, that's the problem, isn't it? I think. No, I was going to say. I think they need to break Selena Vega away from from uh, from Andrade if they're going to do that, because it wouldn't make sense for Charlotte to suddenly get involved with with Vega there as well. I think it would be a bit too weird, wouldn't it? Oh, I'm not having any of it. Just move on from it. Good. Um, um, did you see? And there's the other one. That I think it's a bit of a. I think there's a big delay because I am starting sentences and then a full two seconds later, you're starting to talk. (laughs) Would you like me to redial in live? Either that or you're just a rude human being. Just to let you know, what's happening now is that we've noticed there's a massive delay. We keep talking over each other. Uh, Will is just redialing. So uh, while he does that, here's a little bit of music for you. Hello, Will. Hello, mate. I just You're played right. a little bit of background music there just while you redialed. <laughs> good, good. Good song, uh, Right. My suggestion was going to be let's storm through the rest of the card and just... Because the other one that feels like a bit of a throwback is the Undertaker, Reigns, Shane, Drew match. Just don't give Shane too much to do. Don't give Taker too much to do. And ideally have Drew come out on top. That's all I want to see. That would be good. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam. Fine. Ugh. Uh, Kofi and Samoa Joe. I love what Samoa Joe's doing. There are rumours of a Kofi Kingston injury at the moment. I would have no problem with Samoa Joe taking the title. No, absolutely. I think he deserves it. I think he's been like involved and, and made to look kind of good and big and, and strong and destructive, but he's not really had the, the reward, has he? Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know how they do it without, unless it's like a Bray Wyatt turns up type thing. I don't know how they do it that he doesn't win that match. I get that that Kofi is the massive underdog, but between that and the rumours of an injury and everything else, okay, maybe come out with an underdog win, but I'm a bit sick of Samoa Joe being booked like a geek. He needs to be booked like an absolute monster. And I, so, yeah, full agreement there. Uh, we've got the Bailey Alexa Bliss Nikki Cross stuff, which I'm not minding the Alexa Bliss Nikki Cross stuff at all. I suspect Bailey retains leading to uh, a feud with Cross and Bliss, but I could also see Nikki Cross taking the title. That would be good. Um, I, I mean, is this not a perfect opportunity for Sasha Banks to come back? And e- but but it, make it look like she's evening up the sides, but then turn on Bailey. Yeah, and blame and say I've been away because I just couldn't get over how you made us lose the titles and put all the blame of them losing those tag titles on Bailey and then set up a nice little run into SummerSlam. That's what I'd love to see. That's a great shout, buddy. Great yeah. shout. We've but got will it happen? Undoubt- will? That's the question. <laughs> We've got the undoubtedly going to be on the undercard, <laughs> Drew Gulak and Tony Nese or the pre-show, whatever it's called. But uh, we mentioned ch- the tag- cruiserweight championship match. Uh, the last one was good. They're always good as a general rule, and I'm sure it'll be good fun, but not relevant to the going forwards. Um, Brian and Rowan against New Day and Heavy Machinery. Like I said, I've liked the build for this match. I think Heavy Machinery have looked good. New Day continue to just be really entertaining. Um, you know, Daniel Bryan's great. Nothing to dislike about this. No, that'll be a good match. I mean, I worry that I worry that could get pushed to the to the the pre-show. I don't know why, but I, I guess maybe the Revival Usos would be more likely to get pushed to the pre-show. 
Yeah, that would be my money. I would say Revival Uso is more likely to be pre-show, but um, we haven't had confirmation at the moment at time of recording. It'll probably be that it'll announce it in about 25 minutes' time just as we finish. So It is always the way. I mean, I've been enjoying this kind of Alistair Black sitting in a dark uh, room waiting for his opponent. I quite like the video. Um, I thought the dialogue in that, I don't know if you, what you thought, I thought the dialogue in that was terrible. Like, Cesaro knows how to speak English, and he pretty much just went, I'm going to fight you, several times. And they're going, yes, and? Yes. And he just went, I'm going to fight you. Was, okay, he said it again, good, and that's it. I mean, I want to see the match, the match would be great, but that, that after all that build-up, that was such a weird payoff. I'm with you. I have no issue with Cesaro being the one who knocked uh he's been i like the way he's kind of been built on tv from a singles perspective in recent weeks and months but uh yeah he's not the uh it wasn't the greatest of promos i will hand that to you <laughs> definitely not uh ricochet ricochet aj styles we've talked about in quite a bit of depth but absolutely love it Strowman and lashley last man standing just make it brutal and, and hog bossish yeah i think we've got the makings of a really decent extreme rules and particularly because extreme rules Whilst we've obviously got handicap matches and no holds barred matches and tag matches and uh, um, last one standing matches, you know, all that stuff that you get. Extreme rules can sometimes be a letdown because they don't do extreme in WWE anymore. Both if we do see a bit more extremity because of the rumoured TV 14 move, but also if they just make it more about good wrestling, then it doesn't matter what the name of the event is, honestly. It really doesn't. Where do you think if Bray Wyatt appears, he appears on this card? Because he got, to, you know, obviously we had the we had the videos, the you know, in the funhouse, and then we've seen the characters popping up in the background, and then in the last week and a bit, it's just gone quiet, which is like, I guess something to do with the new creative coming in. But you know, are they going to make him appear here, or are they going to hold him off even longer? Because you would think the week before the event, if he was going to appear, you'd just remind people certainly that he is still, you know, on the periphery. Him and Lashley have had a bit of an interaction on Twitter, which could lead to something, but um, he's also done that with quite a few people as of late. So I think he could pop up almost anywhere. Um, I do like the idea of getting involved in the Joe Kofi stuff. Mm. Um, Alistair Black looks like a ready-made feud for him, but one I'd rather see down the line after, like with Joe, we've seen him book like a monster for a few months. Um, I like the idea that, you know, we've talked about before, him losing as the the Bray character, but never losing as the, uh, the fiend, as it were talked about Balor. There's loads you could do with him. So yeah, I just don't know where, I, I, I wonder if they don't know I, where at the moment. I'm happy for them to hold him back a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's taken out much of the momentum. I think there'll be a big pop when he turns up, even if it's in a few weeks time. Um, let's talk, let's, we'll hear from Alexander Wolf, uh, the newest member of Imperium. Uh, the, we, I mentioned the brilliant stuff that's been going on on, NXT UK, and it does feel like there's some real momentum going on at the moment. Uh, Trent Seven cut a fantastic promo off the back of the the tag match, which was ruined by Imperium, and is going to go on to face uh, uh, to face Volta. Spoiler warning: it's a banger. Um, having seen the match alive at download. Oh, look at me! I've seen the match already. Oh. <laughs> um, interesting that they're doing uh, with with download. Um, the next tapings in Plymouth, which are next weekend, the 19th and 20th of July, still tickets available. And they've announced that Shayna Baszler, Street Profits and uh, Matt Riddle, friend of the show, 
are all coming back over for those Plymouth tapings. So a little bit like what they did with Download, I think we're going to see uh, obviously the usual NXT UK tapings, but then either side dark matches involving NXT talent. Uh, it's obviously a ticket sales thing, I, I'm assuming. We know that, as we talked about before, that Cardiff is selling better than I think a lot of people expected yeah, it would yeah. do. Um, but I'm you know, all for it. Bring the NXT talent over. It's clear that the fact that two of them are people that came over for download suggests to me that they enjoyed themselves and they're happy to be involved. All in all, I, I'm really, really positive on it. And I really like the angle that's going on with Imperium right now. Um, which when it downloaded, they offered us to speak to all of Imperium, then I was up for it. I think I think it's good, and I think it goes back to what Triple H said, and he's st- he's kept to his word, hasn't he? That there there will be talent from NXT coming over and and being regularly involved in NXT UK, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Um, let's hear from Alexander Wolf, then new member of Imperium, formerly of Sanity. Really enjoyed this conversation, uh, even if we did get moved randomly in the middle of it. We'll put some video clips out and stuff as well, but particularly the stuff on the move from SmackDown to NXT UK, what he thinks they can achieve as Imperium creatively. It was a really open, honest and fascinating conversation. Really enjoyed it. So here's my conversation at Download Festival with Alexander Wolf. I've just been told I look great, Alex, which considering that I'm staying here in a tent, I imagine you're off-site at the, at the hotel, etc. So you look fantastic too. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. <laughs> you too, by the way. I, think, I feel like this is going to be a loving. Uh, we're with Alexander Wolf from now Imperium, formerly of Sanity, NXT, yeah. NXT UK, SmackDown. Been all over the board. All, all over the place, yeah. I have to make my experience everywhere just to become a better like performer and everything. Yeah, you know what I mean. Can I compliment the beard before we do anything else? Because it's. Uh, I like to give you the compliment like, back. Well, I think I think it, you have the better beard than me because yours is more clean up. And I try to go to my barber in. Uh, I live in Miami, Florida, and I have like I'm I'm in contact with this awesome company it's called Maestros, and they they clean up all the boys from the from the main roster, and also like I'm still in contact, and I have my own barber. It's not my own barber, but like he comes to my house if, if, I, if I get an appointment with him and he cleans me up but he was on vacation so I'm kind of a little bit like you know messy the thing is I only went and did it this week it was mine was a mess before this week so you're complimenting it now give it two weeks and it'll be a mess again so honestly but I think it's important that guys like me you yeah. Seamus like keep rocking the ginger beards it's an important look yeah of course and like supporting the ginger, ginger group right but like it's always funny when you have like two men's like usually you never compliment the other man right but it's like when two girls compliment oh you nice hair love and for us it's always like oh that's a great beer man like, oh yeah thank you so uh, I like I said I, I appreciate the compliment because I know it, it comes from your heart right hundred percent. Uh, you turn up in NXT UK at the, the Glasgow tapings yes. to a massive reaction to oh, join yeah. the guys in Imperium. Tell us a little bit about the process of how you went from the work with Sanity to coming back to NXT into NXT UK. Um, I think that could be a long story, but I tried <laughs> to, to make it shorter now. Just kidding. Uh, it, it's a short story. It's about uh, we had like our year in SmackDown, which wasn't successful at all. And it was quite frustrating, to be honest. But, like, uh, we all, like, three, we talked to each other and, like, we didn't want to uh, quit. And we, we didn't want to, like, um, stuck our head in the sand. I don't know if that's an English yeah, term yeah, or yeah, not, yeah, you yeah. know. But, like uh, an ostrich. Yeah, like an ostrich. And um, we, we kind of, like, always uh, tried to stay positive if possible. And then we, we mentioned it a couple times that we all, like, if, if it's the case and we don't have anything to do with SmackDown, we rather just go back to NXT or just, you know, being active, doing something, and not just staying home and just, you know, getting paid. I mean, 
when I'm in my what are fifties I was and I'm still have this job, I would more like appreciate the fact. But like right now I'm just thirty uh, two, and I'm still active. I'm I'm still young. I'm healthy. I feel like twenty, but like it's 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 so frustrating when you sit there and you don't have anything to do and you just sit there and catering, watch everybody do what you love. So and then we talked around. We talked with the people we have to talk to, and then in the end, like um, superstar shakeup was positive for us. It's sad that we split up because Sanity had like ah, like in my mind, there was a lot of opportunities. We could a lot, do, we we could do a lot of good things with that stable. Yeah. But uh, like my mother would say, it's always meant to be. And in the end, they split us up, and it couldn't get better for me. Uh, I know, like that, the other folks are happy as well, but I know, like personally, it couldn't get better. Because, uh, as some people know, like um, WXW had like the the stable ring camp, mm-hmm. and Walter and Marcel Botel and me, we are the founder of ring camp. But we are the founders uh, of ring camp since 2014, uh, no, f- 15. And then I moved over to the States for NXT, so I was never an actual part in ring of ring camp. It was Walter, it was uh, Marcel Votel, it was Timothy Thatcher. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's a huge deal to be now a part of it, but not of ring camp officially, now of Imperium, which has additional Fabian Iger in there, and we can now just, you know, enter NXT UK by storm. Or just, you know, we can be the dominant group and we can do what we want and that's just perform and wrestle and just entertain uh, all like the good lads here in England. Really interesting what you said about Ring Camp. First time I saw those guys was when those three came over and wrestled British Strong Style in progress. Yeah. Unbelievable match. My first experience of all three of those guys. And so I was going to ask you what, you know, coming from WXW, how much you'd work with them and stuff. And yeah. it turns out a lot. <laughs> You've answered my questions in advance. It's fine. I don't think I actually stopped it unless you did. Is it still running? Yeah. Uh, is that in shot? Are we? If you need to, I was going to say we need to tilt it up. You need to turn it first, but it's fine. It's just... a- a- acknowledge the whole deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't just say yeah. It's just, it's just uh, have a little wipe away. Uh, that was magic. We wow. seem to have transported somewhere oh, entirely different. Where came from? <laughs> oh, look, some wolves. <laughs> uh, right, I. I totally forgot where we were then uh, we were talking about we talk about ring camp. ring camp we were weren't we uh, and Imperium camp. and how we will rule NXT UK love that um, I was telling you while the camera was being moved maybe we'll just leave all that in you know maybe we'll put it on YouTube like that so people really get the full or experience maybe we're just drunk because we're on the festival <laughs> no of course we're not drunk not now last night was I never drink just, oh no I, oh, I don't drink okay well we can still have fun tonight if you want to come watch Tool with us. Like, um, maybe, or maybe I get some sleep. No, I have to leave tomorrow. <laughs> back, back to the States. Back to, to my lovely wife and my lovely son. So. Um, so, we were talking about Ring Camp. We talked with Marcel about this earlier. My first experience of both Marcel and Walter and, and Timothy as well was when they came over and wrestled in the UK for progress. But you were saying that you, know, you were part of that, so these are guys you know very well. Yes. That idea of faction wrestling, we've seen Undisputed Era be so yes. so brilliant awesome. over the last couple of years. Is that something you're really keen on bringing? And obviously Sanity, yes. brilliant as well. It seems like something that NXT do really well. Yes. So is that something that you're, you were really keen on, was 
if I'm going to go back to NXT, I want to do it in a faction. I want to go back into that style of wrestling again. Um, I think the, interest, uh, the interesting thing or the interesting fact about faction is that you can group up uh, talents together. So as we know, uh, WWE is a huge company. So we have Raw, we have SmackDown, we have 205 Live, we have NXT, we have NXT UK, and if you so will, we have um, the Women's Wrestling Evolution as well, which like is a known pay-per-view in a moment. Um, there's a lot of talents, a lot of great talents. But not all talents, as we know right now, what happens with Sanity, not everybody gets airtime. Not everybody has the chance to, to, to get up present himself in front of a camera to become this huge superstar and you mentioned uh, Undisputed Era you have like Roderick Strong Adam Cole Kyle O'Reilly and uh, one and only Bobby Fish so all like four international well known and super super talented guys but all in one is a mega power right so and I'm, I'm a big fan of Undisputed Era myself I fought those guys a lot and they're, they're really good but um, I just imagine you wouldn't see them together mm. so maybe you see them against them each other but also you would never see this combined on like superstar power in once and I think that is the good thing about affection so with Imperium you have like four solid guys more like, than solid no, no, I mean like not solid with talent like awesome guys but like that, that's the whole thing like solid looking guys in the way of like we, we don't need costumes anymore I don't need a costume anymore those guys never needed a costume. And a costume mean like fancy gear. It's just trunks, it's just knee pads, if you will, or it's boots, it's resting boots. It's more pro wrestling. And we all have the chance to shine together. Yeah. And also, like, same like NXT UK, Gallows, they have a chance to shine together. You know, all great talents, but it's a combined power. And I think that the thing with stables is like, you have for everybody, like, somebody in there mm -hmm. so for example Imperium you, you might don't like me so, but you like Fabian because he's the Italian guy he's the strong guy he's the equalizer or you just like Walter because he shops the hell out of his opponents but you don't <laughs> like the other buffoons <laughs> you know so it's, that's a good thing about faction it's like it's like a buffet you know yeah. you will find something what you like and then you like the whole buffet eventually a really high quality buffet yes. let's be clear yes. and I hope I didn't explain it too complicated no no, no I, and absolutely and it's why I agree with and actually with the other guys Adam spoke with us yesterday about who he'd like to face with in around NXT UK and he said Volta and he said and now with this new thing he's doing we could do Undisputed Era and Imperium oh, I'd just... pop for a hard I'm not going to lie Two words for you. War games. War games. <laughs> like, I want it now. I, I, can I, I, we, can I will, we set up a second ring over I, in the, will, uh, in the will, tent and will, make it happen tonight? I will do a picture right now with Imperium on it. And it happens before already. Some fans, they, they want to see it. They post underneath it. Undisputed, give me Undisputed Arrows in Imperium. I love the idea as well of it being turn war games into an NXT versus NXT UK thing it would as well. Be awesome. I mean, uh, it looks itself. The NXT family is big, you know, and we all know each other from the indies. So, and like also like NXT U US is bigger because it's longer and has like the more production behind it. NXT UK is quite new, but what is not quite new are like the people in there with their experience. A lot of people have wrestled a long time before NXT UK on uh, the British circuit, on the indie circuit in Europe, worldwide. People have been over to Japan, they have a lot of experience. So the product is new, but the people know what to do and they're all good. 
and it would be lovely to see like especially when you mentioned like undisputed era and i would love to go against them inside that two rings and that cage around it you just reminded me of what I was going to ask you earlier, now I've remembered it, was that I saw those guys first up against British Strong Style in progress. Now for them, it's exciting asking them about facing Undisputed Era, because whilst they might have faced Adam or Kyle or someone on the indies, it's a chance to put something new together. Yeah. For you, a chance to work with Heat, Tyler, Trent, who have been doing such incredible work yes. in UK and over here. Yeah. That got over massively yesterday, the angle with British Strong Style, with Mustache Mountain as they are with the two of them. What gets you excited about those guys to work with them and, and hopefully do something really special in NXT UK? Uh, super excited. I mean, um, I think Peter's gone. Peter's done. <laughs> That's a dad joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I think Peter's gone for good. Okay. We saw what, what uh, he tried again to take the belt away from uh, Walter. Could get the job done. Again, I'm sorry. Um, but in the end, it's now, okay, what has Mustache Mountain to offer against Imperium? And like you mentioned before, there's not a lot. We have the advantage. We have the numbers. Um, I mean, of course, like, I'm looking forward to face everybody. If it's Tyler or is it, is it Trent, I'm fine with either or. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's bring it on. I'm super excited. For me, like, the most of the time I'm thinking about, okay, now you're part of NXT UK. You have all those great talents. I can wait. I can wait to step in the ring with one of those talents to just show what I got to offer. And you talked early on about the frustration that you had with Sanity, the way they were being used when, when you kind of went to SmackDown initially. And I wonder... I know it's very early days for Imperium, but if those opportunities presented themselves, NXT, Raw, SmackDown, down the line, yeah. are you confident with this group of guys that you could make that work in a big way outside of the NXT UK bubble, as it were? Um, we'll see. We'll see. The thing is, right now, um, I'm, I, I grew as a performer, and of course I grew as a pro wrestler and as, an, uh, as a businessman. Uh, to be honest, right now, I'm super happy in NXT UK because everything turned out like uh, I, I, I want to be and I want to do. Um, I would say I would never say never, right? Never say never. Uh, but like right now is the thing. Like uh, I don't think about Raw SmackDown. I don't think about Main Raw anymore. I don't care. That's the thing. I care about NXT UK, and my mission right now is that I want to. I want to be a part of that new, like, new rock star. Um, brand NXT UK because it's cool and everybody works his, uh, his butt off so I want to do everything what I can and even maybe I, I build up a little bit of name in, uh, when I was in the main roster and everything but I want to I want to I want to bring eyes to this product I want to bring uh, uh, yeah just what, what is the name of it I want to make that people want to watch NXT UK more than Raw and Smackdown that's my goal I want to bring this uh, whole brand up and I want to make it like Markable, more markable. I want to bring so much eyes on this whole product like never before. And I, I was going to say, what I would say is you seem really happy. You seem I like... Happy. I'm like, a happy man. I, we, we didn't meet while you were doing yeah. the stuff with Sanity, but you seem like this that, has been the perfect move for that, you. That so. maybe... Uh, I'm always happy. I'm always positive. Always my glasses are uh, like half full. So... That's kind of like a mentality. I always try to make it as positive as possible. And I was happy as Saturday before. I was super happy. But like, I'm a performer. I'm an athlete. I have a passion for the sport. Uh, but nobody gets younger. 
So and it, like I learned a lot in the years. So don't get me wrong. It was what not, it was not everything bad in the main roster, and I had a great time SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And just the locker room was awesome, and like just working for. Uh, in front of the crowds and just being on national TV was amazing but like just the fact like the frustration about uh, uh, creative and everything and we heard it like with all like kinds of podcasts and everything and you know just we heard it a lot and everybody's aware of it and like all like those uh, not uh, not in respect for like dirt sheet sites or whatever mm-hmm. just they run their mouth about everything because they hear something said something to somebody uh, yeah it, it, it's hard but that's that's the wrestling business that's the business if you're an independent wrestler you do what you love but when you come into WWE it's a business so you are an investment and you want to make money for the company that you make money with that what you love so it's a dream job but also like you have to be real with that and it's not always like candy it's not always sugar you have to work for it and you have to really be strong in the whole business otherwise you get eaten alive that's a fact and if you don't like it, you can complain or you just change it. And I think I did my best in the way of like, hey, when I'm not busy here and not doing anything, why not get me back there and just let me do something and maybe let's be a guy who can push something for good. 100%. Alex, real, real pleasure. I've really enjoyed this. Uh, fascinating stuff. And yeah, best of luck with all the appearances. Are you back on the show tonight? I will. Exciting. I can't wait. Awesome. Thank Cheers you very much. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra start hiring professionals like a professional Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Alexander Wolf at Download. Uh, Very honest, very uh, open about the creative side of, of WWE and how disappointed they were with Sanity, but what they think they can achieve with Imperium and, uh, you know, the idea of those guys, we put this video clip out a while ago, but those guys, an undisputed era in war games, doing an NXT UK versus NXT thing. I mean, book it now, book it right now, <laughs> get it in the diaries, get the flights booked up, get my seat because I am there. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, we have got a problem with NXT UK right now and it relates to Alexander Wolf. Can you have a guess at what it might be? 
Go on. We've got two Wolfies. Two Wolfies. Oh, no. What are we going to do? Two Wolfies, both in big stables, both big lads, both heels. Too do many you, wolves, too many, many wolves. Do you think we're going to get a wolf off? And then... No, I'd reckon that... I was going to say they could bring in the wolf from Gladiators and make it a triple threat. <laughs> the triple wolf. Imagine Wolf from Gladiators. You imagine Wolf from Gladiators was pretty hard. Like he's probably in his fifties now. He'd probably come over, and he's isn't he an MMA fighter or like does MMA in his just, spare just time? Just clear, fifties I reckon is a massive understatement. I'm going to say he's in his sixties. All right, so he's early sixties, but he is ripped. I've seen a picture of him. He lives in New Zealand now. Do you think he Michael could t- Van Wick, sixty-six years old? What Wolfie's sixty-six? He's, he's the same a- age as my. He's the same age as my dad. I was going to say, he's the same age as Wolfie's dad. So maybe him and Wolfie's dad can have a little <laughs> dust-up. be very slow paced. Perfect. The, the, uh, the old wolves against the young, the young wolves. Would you call them cubs? Maybe. It's, it's a bit like uh, a Jack Whitehall programme where he insists on bringing his dad and Wolfie starts insisting on bringing his dad to stuff and then that's how it starts. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely love it. I'm all in. Fuck that. Um, Shall we uh, shall we look at the stuff away from WWE? There's a few other bits and pieces to, ooh, to get through from this last week. Did you catch the opening night of G1 oh, in Dallas? Yes, I did. You know what I'm going to say straight away, right? Well, before we get on to you touching Will Ospreay inappropriately <laughs> just with your words rather than your hands, um, uh. the... Uh, the Slightly disappointing attendance in Dallas. Good crowd in terms of reaction, but just a little under 5,000 in a venue that can hold significantly more than that. And I thought it was interesting. We saw quite a lot of UK New Japan fans who were asking the question about whether we could see a G1 opening event in the UK. I think partially they have to see how this event at the Copper Box goes, um, which in itself is about seven, seven and a half thousand and apparently is on its way to selling out as well. So, you know, be by far the biggest audience they've done. I think outside of Japan, full stop. Oh, no, I, no, Madison Square Garden is obviously the biggest mm. they've done outside of Japan, but it was a joint thing with Ring of Honor. Certainly is a sole promotion. Um, I think we'll see how that goes. But last summer, we've talked about this a bit before, but when they had the event in Los Angeles and the events in the UK and they sent most of the big talent to Los Angeles, I think it showed that what New Japan care about is breaking into the American market more so than the British market. So I think they will try G1 in the States again before we see it over in London. But it's definitely something I think they'll consider in the future. And um, well, it was a really it? good... Yeah, and, and you know, top to bottom, it was a really good event. Classic, all the um, undercard tag matches, because, you know, it's New Japan and you can't do that. Basically, let's have... Let's have four or five three-star tag matches to warm the crowd up. But once they got into the event itself, other than I thought Bad Luck Fale against uh, Evil was a bit disappointing. I think uh, Bad Luck Fale, I'm not a huge fan of full stop. Yeah, no, Outside- I, I wasn't so keen on that at all. And I don't, I don't even really know why. But it was one of those ones where I was watching it and kind of going, oh, when's this going to end? Like, if you're watching so, something and you're wondering when it's going to end, that's not good, right? Slow, too much ref bump nonsense, easily the worst thing on the show. Mm. But you had four other matches from, from Block A that were all four-star plus bangers. Just really, really good. A couple of real surprises as well. Lots of different styles mixed in there. Um, and I think you're right. Osprey had match of the night again. Really did. But I think the sort of story they're telling is that he's going to struggle to make the step up to the heavyweights and... 
you know, bit of underdog status to him. I quite like it. That's good. I've not, I've not really seen much of Lance Archer before as well. And I thought that, I mean, I know Will did most of the work in that match, but he was, he was pretty good. I felt like I was, felt like I knew what he was all about, which I think is a good thing when you see someone sort of properly wrestling for a full match for the first time. Absolutely. He's a great liked, I mean, I know that you love Zack Sabre Jr., so I'm sure you enjoyed Sonada beating him. Um, Sonada and Zack Sabre Jr., I mean, obviously ridiculous, crafted, counter-wrestling, just technical as hell. Um, the, the, the final, you can, there's a gif of the final, uh, like the, 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 the entire of the final process, the setup to get to that, um, to get to that pin. And I just get to that prawn hold, sorry. And uh, it, it was a thing of genuine beauty. It was such a British wrestling throwback. I love Zack Sabre Jr. so much. You do. Um, I thought Ibushi and Kenta was obviously very good. I think a lot of people were, were sort of looking forward to seeing uh, seeing Kenta. Um, but I was a little disappointed with the main event, if I'm honest. Okada Tanahashi. Just on, on Kenta Ibushi... Um, what was so great about it was that they just went really hard after each other for 20 minutes, just hard hitting, brutal, strong style, taking some pretty horrendous bumps. But it was so in contrast to what we'd just seen from Sonata and Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. That was perfect because you just got two 20 minute matches of very different styles. Um, I think with Okada Tanahashi, it wasn't as good as their best work together. I think that's fair to say. Um, but, I think the thing is, Tanahashi is, I think he's a bit banged up and I don't think he's going to be able to work a lot of 20 plus minute matches during this G1. But I think they had him against Okada. It was the guy who took the title off him in the past. That was a big deal. So I think they had to make a big deal out of this. I thought it was good. I don't, I'm not so sure that I was disappointed by it. I just think it wasn't up to their, their previous lofty standards. I think having watched Will Ospreay and then having watched, uh, you know, as you say, Zack Sabre Jr. and the, and the match with Ibushi and Kenta, I think after those, I was like, you know, cause we'd had the, the kind of slow turd match. Uh, and then I was like, oh, well, it's only going to get better. And then it didn't sort of, it, the crescendo was before the main event. And that's the only thing I mean. It wasn't by any means a bad match. I also really enjoyed Okada speaking English at the end. That got the, one of the biggest pops of the night, which I thought was quite weird. Yeah, interesting for that crowd as well. Like, as I was saying, it was a smaller crowd than they'd hoped for, but it was such a fervent crowd. When uh, Tanahashi pulled out High Fly Flow, which has been a while since he's done, they went nuts. Mm -hmm. And so it was clearly an, an, a smarky crowd, an informed crowd. So I thought the opening night of G1 was really exciting. And when we get into the Japan leg properly, which I think is tonight or tomorrow. Saturday then, night, um, yeah. It's Saturday night. The B block starts. So I can't wait. Cannot wait. And we'll obviously see Moxie, etc. in action for the first time with that G1 group. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, Juice Robinson Did and Shingo as well. That'll be good. Oh. Yeah. He's, and of course, uh, um, uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus Jeff Cobb as well. This is really good. I mean, they're all good matches, aren't they? And Jay White's obviously in action. Tomohiro Ishii against Jeff Cobb. It's just going to be... <laughs> I know. I, just the two, the, the biggest of big men. Um, just while we mentioned Shingo, I've just watched... Um, Ojmo's match with him from Rev Pro. Christ, that boy, honestly, is doing no wrong at the moment. And now um, progressing, continuing to build him up. I've not gone back and watched the tag match from 90 yet. Oh, by the way, I got us tickets for 93 if you want to go. Oh, um, when's on, that? On the 28th. Oh, uh, standing tickets, of course. We can stand at the back and have a beer, as usual. As you always um, know uh, with the Pro Wrestling Show, if you ever want to find us, we will be standing at the back uh, in the cheap seats, but also nearest to the bar. 
perfect. Yeah. Uh, but now they've got him going up against Shigehiro Irie, who I'm really enjoying his current run in Britain out of DDT. So, uh, you know, the, keep can't do anything wrong. They've also got Paul Robinson and Lucky Kid on that same card. So I think that's going to be a really good one after they've just had a couple of bangers in Newcastle and Manchester from all reports. Did you watch um did you watch Slammiversary? I haven't seen any of Slammiversary. I've seen the results, but I haven't seen any of it. So I think you're going to have to go on your own on this one. I think Rob Van Rob That's Van Dam was involved and I love Rob Van Dam, so, you know. <laughs> Ro- I'm sorry. Rob Van Dam went in a singles match against Moose. <sighs> and you love Moose. I do love Moose. <laughs> I don't know why I love Moose so much. I you love Moose so much. Just the, yeah, your just Moose the love is like thing. my Keith Lee love. It you is just, a bit. <laughs> and I, uh, people are going to think I've just said that because they're both big black guys. That's not why. It's just because no, I just, weird, I just like absolute him. Absolute adoration for them. Um, do you know what? It was the best impact pay-per-view I've seen for some time. And it was kind of good top to bottom. There was nothing terrible. Um, Initially, there was the the. I really didn't think I was going to enjoy the co-main events, either of them actually, because um, I'm not the biggest Sammy Callahan guy anyway, uh, and I think Tessa Blanchard's a superstar. But I didn't see the point of putting those two together, and they ended up having a really really good match. Um, and the other one, um, uh, Cage going against Michael Elgin, uh, which again, two big 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 lads. It, it, first couple of minutes, is like, oh, I'm not sure this is going to work for me. And then they just went nuts. Just 14 minutes of them absolutely hammering the living crap out of each other. Mm. And it was exactly what you want a big man match to be. Plus Rich Swan, Johnny Impact in the in the X Division title match was really good. And most of the undercard stuff. Yeah, it was a really strong all-round event and just shows that there is space for three or four companies in the US landscape alone to all be doing interesting stuff. There's a lot of rumours, isn't there, that people from Impact, uh, their contracts are up. So there's LAX, who we've obviously seen in the UK with Progress. Um, they they lost their match. So there's rumours that, I mean, like everyone wants them, and you can imagine why. Um, but then it's Johnny Impact, isn't it? I think they think he's going to re-sign, I read, but he's sort of up in the air. I'd imagine if you're a wrestler right now, you're keeping your options very open if you're towards an end of a contract, surely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's it's a buyer's market right now. We are still planning to do something with, I caught up with James Musselwhite the other day. We are still planning to do something with the We Are Independent stuff, which has now fire, like actually launched and they've done a podcast and they are looking at turning it into a proper independent wrestlers union, which I think is really interesting. Um, you know, as much as I think there's a gimmick and a work element to what they're doing, I think if they do actually make it into a a legit union and start demanding that venues do stuff properly, etc. Mm. Um, then I, I, you know, it's great. I think you know, my lefty socialist uh, leadings uh, are very pleased by the whole thing. So, um, you see, they yeah, had they I, had pack in one of their t-shirts as well, which is interesting because you know the young bucks have said in the last couple of days that that they're still expecting him to go to AEW at some point. It's just a case of bad timing yeah. because obviously he's got that title. Uh, that's quite interesting. But then, uh, to be fair, Session Moth Martina wore one of those t-shirts and then she signed with WWE. So you know, well, she didn't sign with WWE. She oh. went for a WWE. It's heavily rumored she will sign with WWE. <laughs> yeah, she went for the the tryouts and. Uh, as as uh, you know, as David Starr has been saying on Twitter, they're not anti-contract. They're not anti-company. They're anti-contracts restricting what people can do if they're freelancers. And 
So, you know, if she's going to work with We Are Independent and says, yes, I'll sign with WWE, but only under these circumstances, then I'm all for it. I don't have a problem with it. No. You mentioned Pac. Before oh, we get into the kind of British indie stuff coming up this week, um, Cara Noir, who we're going to be getting on the show quite soon as part of the our, um, featuring of all the new Progression series, guys. Uh, we talked we talked a lot about Riptide, and there were a couple of great matches at Riptide. TK Cooper's match um, was was pretty superb as well. But the main event, it was Cara Noir against an unnamed opponent. There was obviously a lot of speculation that it was going to be Pac. It ended up being Pac. And they've shared the whole match on their YouTube channel. I already love the way Riptide films stuff and do it very differently to what you see from, from other independent companies. They have very much their own house style. Uh, but they had a, a really great match with Cara Noir shining, with Pat continuing his brilliant independent run. And you can watch it for free. And I can't believe it's only had about five or 6,000 views. And I'm like, go and watch it. It's really great. And that's even with Jimmy Havoc sharing it, going, you nearly really need to watch this. That's insane. Jimmy, who you mentioned um, the Young Bucks interview, they've done an interview with Chris Van Vlay, which mm. is really good. Jimmy's done one with him as well, and it's excellent. I've, uh, wa- so. I've watched it. It's um, I was trying to work out what time of day it was by how pissed Jimmy was, and I don't <laughs> think he's that pissed. I think it's probably quite early because he seems he's very open and he's very funny and very dry as he always is. But I don't. It doesn't. He hasn't got that drunk vibe, and it's it's. I don't know. It's just a slightly. I've never seen Jimmy quite like that but i can't really put my finger on it uh, but it, i was going to shout him out actually because yeah he's done uh he's uh he's uh, basically i've got the new formula one game will you don't know this and i've been i've been doing championship weekends and every time i finish a championship weekend to stop my brain from exploding because you have to concentrate i've been watching one of his interviews so i watched his one with rhino and i've watched uh what else did i watch i can't remember oh jimmy and then he's got one of the young bucks which i am planning on watching tonight after i compete at monaco I just want to shout him out because he does, he does, a, you know, like he, he puts in the graft. You see in his videos, he's like, he, he, I mean, he lives in Florida, so it's quite easy with wrestling because there's a lot of wrestlers are based there. But, you know, driving for four hours just to interview someone, I mean, that is commitment. Like we, we go, what? We've got to stay another half an hour at the end of work to interview someone. Ugh, all right then. Like he's driving eight hours round, round trip just to go and speak to people and he's really putting in the effort and I think his channel's really good and he's, he's said he would uh, try and get 50 new videos with wrestlers before the end of the year and he's done 57 already in July. So I think he's doing quite well, and he's absolutely smashed his followers as well. He's got like two hundred thousand now. So big shout out to Chris. We should be trying to do that, really, shouldn't we? Oh well, <laughs> we, let's, should, uh, let's, we should have probably uh, collaborated with him because then he might have put his on us on his channel, and we might have like people might have found. Uh, don't matter, don't matter. We'll talk about that in a, a production meeting if we ever have one. Let's be better. Let's be better. Um, I think, by the way, that the way that Riptide is filmed is is very good for Cara Noir with the whole uh, the whole sort of act he's got going on. Um, but I think the other news we haven't mentioned from Riptide is, of course, Jack Sexsmith, the first ever guest. I think he's the first. Mm-hmm. Was he the first ever person to speak as a guest on this show? I think he might have been. Uh, he may he may well have done. Between him, Glenn, and Ginny, they were the first three all in studio together. Yeah, and like, so he's he obviously banged his knee up pretty badly, and and it, it, he's retired basically. Like, if you've not seen it, I imagine if you if you're up with your British indie wrestling, he has retired from wrestling. So it's obviously that bad that he's he's felt the need to do that. Uh, which is very very sad, but he has. But I've already seen he's been announced as a commentator at one of the uh, one of the smaller promotions that we really need to go to. Um, and he's got some. Uh, he's got his retirement merchandise, which of course is fantastic. Um, but it's uh, you know it's quite sad because I never thought we've. I don't think we've ever really quite seen what what potential he had. 
think we've. Come I think he did. A, he he had a really important role in the um, diversification of the, the kind of as the British indie wrestling scene has been having over the last five years or so. It's renaissance. Um, his work was fantastic in tagging and singles. I'm a huge huge fan of his as a wrestler, as a worker, as a promo as well. Um, the stuff with David Starr was all brilliant. Mm. And I'm just most, you know, the thing I'm most disappointed for, other than obviously being sad for him, I think what's his, his, um, his, I think his good, his farewell merch says something like, do something you love so much it hurts when you have to say goodbye or something like that. Mm. Uh, and it's so bang on. And I just, yeah, I absolutely love the man. But I was really excited at the start of this year when he started all the you don't know Jack stuff and moving into a bit more heelish territory and doing something a bit more kind of like, like, okay, I've been your token kind of queer friend for the last five years, but I'm sick of being treated like just that, like some kind of token figure and not actually been taken seriously. Um, now I want to get taken seriously. And it looked like it was going in a really exciting direction and then he's had to retire due to this injury. And it's really, really sad that we never got to see that truly fulfilled. He's which, obviously yes. going to be really involved in wrestling, I'm assuming. I'm assuming he's not fallen out with lo- of love with it. And obviously, when you go through something which is going to end something you love doing, maybe, you know, it's something that can happen. But you'd think that if, as you say, with David Starr, if they are going to make that whole thing a bit more of a union, he's obviously great mates with David Starr. I would imagine that he would be involved in that and he would be a great spokesperson for that. And, you know, he speaks very well and very honestly. And, you know, I'm sure Jack Sexsmith will be involved in wrestling. And as I say, he's already been announced as a commentator. So... You know, I, I think he will still be involved in wrestling and I think that that will be some comfort. But also, I think Charlie Morgan retired as well, didn't she? Who we've seen um, with uh, with Ginny a little while. Um, and she's also had an injury and had to retire. And it's like, hmm. that's It's kind of like people that we were thinking when we first started this show. Oh, we'll get them on the show. Oh, hang on, they've retired. What? And it's... Uh, yeah. It's kind of a bit of a shock, really, because you kind of, I guess you forget that, you know, wrestling is something where you can go out on a cold night in Doncaster to 50 people and end your career. Which is not uh, not ideal. No, it, it is genuinely disappointing. Again, really disappointing to see Charlie Morgan um, finished. And uh, yeah, I just it's not a huge amount to say other than that. Just mm. it's really sad to see two people who were really at, at the forefront of, of exciting young British talent having to give it up because of injury, because they put their bodies on the line. And you know, I'm sure the kind of people that listen to this podcast realise what wrestlers go through but it doesn't make it any easier to see them have to retire um should that oh, i mean while we're on a a, a down <laughs> note but i guess it was a note of positivity as well um icw uh, apparently their show at the, the garage this past mm. saturday yeah. honoring lionheart was absolutely fantastic and there is actually a video that they've tweeted from at insane champ wrestling on twitter of, of them paying tribute to lionheart and a lot of them have talked out about what an emotional time it was and Laying his um, his ring wear over a chair in the middle of the ring, and the tears being shed, and every kind of wrestler from the company being there for it, it was it's devastating to see. Uh, just how, obviously wonderful to see just how much everyone cared and how much love and respect it, the man had, and you know, it, it, hopefully these guys can move on with their careers and, and all have wonderful careers in, in his kind of honour. They've actually got, I mean, Shook's House Party is coming up at the end of this month. The seating ticket's totally sold out now. There's a few limited two-day standing tickets remaining. Um, yeah, go and watch an ICW show. They're great. 
Yeah, absolutely. We, I mean, we were meant to go to that, weren't we? But we, again, as this podcast we discussed, yeah, we didn't arrange that, but um, it's fine because the seating c- tickets are sold out, but everyone knows that we always stand at the back near the bar, so we're still all right. Um, in terms of shows this weekend, it's a little bit limited coming up this weekend. Um, NG Wrestling are doing a big Proving Ground show in Hull. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, young up-and-coming people who probably will be talking about in a lot more detail in years to come there. And, and NGW are doing some really exciting things at the moment. So you know, worth checking out if you're in the Hull area, in the Yorkshire area this weekend. Something on Sunday, uh, uh, Future Shock have got their next show, Uproar, uh, including something called a Stockport Street Fight. I don't know what that is, but I kind of want to see it. Everyone puts on hats uh, and they have a bit of a scuffle listening to Blossoms. Perfect. It's the only thing I know that Stockport's famous for is is hats and Blossoms. So, yeah, good. That'll be all right. I didn't know they were famous for hats, so that's news to me. Hat capital of the UK, Stockport. If you ever go through there on the train, there's a big big hat factory or a hat museum or something that you can see from the train. Ah, the Stocky Hat Museum. Sorry, how could I forget? Yeah, obviously. Um, And then... uh, TNT, this isn't this weekend, it's actually at the beginning of August, but they've just they've announced a couple of fantastic matches for their big show in Liverpool on the 1st of August, um, including uh, El Fantasma against Flip Gordon, so yes, you've got nice. Bullet Club against AEW, and uh, the tag title, the, sorry, the title match for the TNT World Championship is going to be David Starr against Mark Haskins, so, you know, great talent on show in the Northwest. Without you know a, a quote unquote big show having to go up there, I think it's great. It's great. Also, this weekend is um, Attack Wrestling, uh, their Raffle Mania, um, Attack Pro. I don't know what if it's called Raffle Mania as like some kind of joke that they're doing it. They do it in quite small places, possibly. I don't know. Uh, but the Saturday night, this Saturday, is in the Bingo Hall in Cathays in Cardiff, and then uh, the Trinity Centre in Bristol. But you know, they got Chief De- Deputy Dunn there. You've got. Is David Starr there? I feel like David Starr is. No, Ricky Shane Page and uh, uh, Mr. Irrie, uh, who is, you're a big fan of. They're, they're facing off uh, on the Saturday night in Cardiff. Um, and it looks, it looks uh, decent. And- Go on. Dan Maloney's there as well, by the looks of it. Um, yeah, there's some great stuff going on. M. Shire, yeah, that, uh, actually looks really good. Thanks for going to Cardiff this weekend. We've done North East, North West, Bristol, Wales. We've done, we've done wrestling everywhere. So you said, you said it was quiet. We've actually covered the whole country. And, and we talked about ICW. Tick, tick, tick. Sorry, sorry East Anglia. Of course, another big event this weekend. AEW fight for the Fallen. I think... Are we saying it's their third event? Because we're not we're not counting all in, are we? As, as an AEW, that was kind of independent. Not officially, and I, you know, as you know, I didn't see Fighter Fest because uh, I was away. With Fight for the Fallen, this feels more of their event than Fighter Fest. It's not tied in with the video game thing, um, but it's still all kind of building for the yeah, the big one is all out and then going into the TV stuff. But there's some, there's some there's stuff on this card that's well worth being excited about. Yeah, there really is. Like, um, even on the buy-in, I mean, the buy-in has got some names. Like, MJF. I suppose, to be fair, they're giving they're giving some of the people who haven't uh, been in the main matches a go, but, like, Joey Janela, Jimmy Havoc, and Darby Allin versus Sean Spears, MJF, and Sammy Guevara. 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 That's the one. Guevara. <laughs> Gu- Gu- I, that's, I mean, that's going to be absolute brutality. Um, I'm... I'm excited about it because, uh, in particular, Darby Allen in that match against Cody Rhodes, having watched the highlights of it, some of the bumps that man will take will put his body through. It's just absolute. When he did the coffin, 
a coffin drop off the top rope onto the hardest part of the ring when he rolled out of the way. Oh my God. Like the impact on that apron that was just directly on his spine was horrendous. It was a little um, bit. And we yeah. saw him and Jimmy and Joey on the same team, just trying to outdo each other for violence is going to be great. Um, I, I, I watched the kind of fight for the fallen build-up stuff. The Peter Avalon, Lever Bates, librarian stuff is legit dreadful. <laughs> that like, was, the, well, that was probably have... the worst bit about um, about Fighter Fest for me. I know they're not going to be perfect. I know they're going to make mistakes along the way. They're a new young company, but that needs to be dropped ASAP. It really does. Thank you, please. It's on the buy-in, though. Sonny Kiss versus uh, Peter Avalon. So that's it. That's Sonny Kiss's first uh, solo match as well. And they've announced that B Priestley will be making her AEW debut, but it doesn't say against who. TBA. So, I mean, is there speculation it could be someone that isn't with the company already? Britt Baker. That's where my money is. Well, no, she's in a different match against someone else to to be announced. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I know, Maybe that's what I thought. I, kind I, of women's yeah multi-lady match I don't know who knows um, you got we'll be so- live tweeting it though obviously so uh, uncensored and the Lucha Brothers that'll be decent uh, yeah absolutely plenty of talent in there similarly Adam Page and Kip Sabian um, Brandy Rhodes and Ali I'm, I'm intrigued to see Brandy Rhodes actually wrestling because her role has very much been much more towards the administrative side of the business thus far. Um, so excited to see what she actually can do in the ring. Um, but then the, the two kind of co-main events are the ones that I'm, I'm really pumped for. Kenny Omega against Shima. Like, I really just, it's a dream match. I didn't know it was a dream match until you told me it was happening. And I still think we haven't quite seen what Kenny can do because we've had a spot heavy tag match and a very slow paced brutal Jericho match. And I know part of his appeal is that he is diverse as anything, but I want a Kenny Omega match at Shima, like a proper New Japan headline event banger. Uh, and I think, he, you know, we know he can deliver that. So I'm really excited. And like, genuinely, I want it to be Saturday night now to watch that. And then Cody and Dustin teaming up against the Young Bucks after the, the story they told um, at the, uh, the event in Vegas, double or nothing. It's great. I'm, I'm hyped. That is going to be really good, actually. I, I, I forgot that that was happening. I forgot that was the main event because I was just remembering the Kenny Omega and I just assumed that that was the only one. Yeah, that's going to be good. And then it's, it's, Cody and Dustin are the two, the two guys that have really bled, uh, for AEW so far. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do to the Young Bucks. I would imagine, I don't know. I, I don't know how to predict that. Surely, surely Cody and Dustin are going to win. You'd think, but. I don't know. You can't really rule out the young bucks. They like to. They like to sort of make sure the young bucks are well represented. So it's going to be good. Um, do we know how we can watch it in the UK? Is it another? It's it's it's, it's another ITV online, but via Fight TV. Is it something of that nature? Yeah, I think similar to what it was last time. I have to I say, really don't know the answer. I, f- I found it really easy. I've actually not. Um, I've not really done much Fight TV stuff before, and uh, I've got a, a what they called an Amazon Fire Stick, and it was one of those things where. I was like, oh, this is going to be a real hassle. Sod it, I'll do it. And then I, I, within 30 seconds, it was on my TV. So uh, if you're sort of slightly put off, like I have been, about uh, getting these sort of, uh, using different, like, you know, because if you're used to, like, the WWE Network and you fancy trying something different, for example, uh, like with New Japan as well, that runs really nicely through the Fire TV stick and uh, it's really simple. So give it a go and give it a go for that event. It's great on the phone as well, the New Japan stuff. 
massively. Good. I've not tried it. Maybe I'll try it on Saturday night. What a treat. <laughs> I think that's a stun, Johnny. Well, there is one thing we have to talk about. Oh, okay. It's, uh, it's that video of uh, Joey Janela and Enzo Amore. Have you actually seen the video? Do, do, we have to, do, do we have to talk about that? Actually, yeah, let's not. Let's not give Enzo Amore the time of day. Okay, well, that's great. Uh, make sure you're following us on social media, at Pro Wrestle Show on Twitter, the Pro Wrestling <laughs> Show on Instagram. Uh, make sure you give us a five-star review. Uh, you know, like, just tell your friends that, that this is, you know, worth listening to. Uh, we'll have more names, as Will says, from Progress coming up very soon. Uh, what other guests have we got? I can't, I can't, I can't, we were meant to have Paige, weren't we? But it went... Uh, for the better, it went tits up, um, which was which was a shame. Al chatted to Paige, and and Paige unfortunately um, has a really terrible phone provider. If she ever does an advert for mobile phones, don't buy that phone provider because her signal was terrible, um, and it was so bad we couldn't put it out. But you can read Al's interview with Paige on the Talksport website, which I believe is talksport.com forward slash wwe. It is. They're trying to get that changed to forward slash wrestling because of all the other coverage we do. But at the moment, it's WWE. We'll also be putting the Alex Wolf up there at some point in the not too distant, um, uh, like over the next day or so. And I've I've got some stuff in the pipeline. Oh, I'll let good. you know about it when we're off air. Plus, good. of course, we're not far off going out to Chicago. It's only seven or eight weeks that we're going to be in Chicago for for all out. We'll, we'll arrange to sit down with Jimmy as part of that, by the way, because if Chris Van Vliet can do it, so can we. Maybe we'll meet Chris Van Vliet out there and we can we can finally have the love-in that I've given him on this show and we can have it in real life. Also, something we didn't mention that um, I think you're a bit gutted about is that WWE are doing Madison Square Garden again like the day after you leave America. Unbelievable. Absolutely livid. First time they're doing TV at Madison Square Garden for 10 years and they're doing it they're doing Raw and SmackDown. It's got to be one of the last SmackDowns that's on a Tuesday, actually, mm. thinking about it. And they're literally doing it. So I fly in for All Out. I do the opening game of the NFL season, which is also in Chicago on the on the Thursday night. And then head up to Boston, so not far from New York, for Friday, Saturday, Sunday to do the Patriots-Steelers game live on Talk Sport. And then I fly out literally like 6 a.m. Monday morning. It's an absolute killer. Uh, honestly, if they could have announced it just two, three months earlier, even just six weeks ago, I only booked my flights recently, I could have gone on to New York. I could have gone to see Raw and SmackDown at MSG. Alex McCarthy would have been absolutely livid that I'd got to do that when it's on on his bucket list to see WWE at MSG. And uh, yeah, everyone would be a winner, but mostly me. Well, the thing is, like, what I'd say here is if you're going to that, if you've seen that and you've booked your tickets, you're like, yes, sod SummerSlam, I'm going out to that. You can give us a report for the show, send us a tweet, at Pro Wrestle Show, um, unless your name's Alex McCarthy, in which case we won't allow it. Um, that's about it. Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, as I say, five-star review on iTunes. Thanks very much. At Pro Wrestle Show on Twitter. Uh, goodbye from me. And goodbye from me in my pants watching Wimbledon. <laughs>